Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, 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 what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. I am so ready for this one, guys, and as you well know, I absolutely love hip-hop and rap music, and I'm pumped to have an old friend of mine on the show. Episode 156 features the Atlanta-based rapper, Ficky. You might have caught some of our interview last week on Instagram Live, but there were so many awesome topics that I knew I had to share it again. In episode 156, we discuss early inspirations and influences. Originally from Indiana, Ficky has a deep appreciation and respect for all styles of rap, but draws inspiration from artists like Kanye West, J. Cole, T.I., and more. Ficky's unique style showcases flavors from some of the best in the game, but wrapped up in his own special way. We also talked about his discography. Ficky's first official release was in 2017, and although it was a slow burn to start, he never stopped making new music and has well over 100 unreleased tracks to date. In the past two years, things have really taken off, releasing tracks like Sneakerhead, Lotto, Haterade, and he also released an 8-track album titled Journey Home. We talked through the backstories and creative process of some of his most powerful tracks. This guy is a machine. We also had a great conversation on marketing, branding, and self-promotion. The landscape for a rapper is so much different than electronic music, and Ficky has truly earned his stripes and built a dedicated following over the years. He gave us the down low on how he uses various social media platforms to build hype and also help his future fans discover him. Lots of good info in here for any upcoming artist. I can honestly say that Ficky hustles just as hard as anyone out there trying to make it, and then some. His relentless work ethic and true passion for music is beyond admirable, and his music speaks for itself. It was amazing connecting with Justin again. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for him. Let's get into it right now so you can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 156 with Ficky. Yo! Hey, what's good, my man? Bro, I got my Hoosier jersey on for us. You know what I'm saying? I had to. I remember you wearing that jersey. It was huge. Yeah, it was ginormous, but it was free, so I'm not going to... Yeah, of course. Dude, how you been, man? It's great to see you. now. Shit, I moved so literally um as soon as I graduated, 
Mm-hmm. After I graduated, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, fucking Instagram live, bro. Uh, there we go. I was trying to see a beautiful face. I'm like, how do... <laughs> Dude, they put, new, they put new features in this shit every day. What do you do every Wednesday? I didn't know that. Yeah. What it is is like this uh, the crowd participation. They decide on like the beat of the week, right? So they go do like seven or eight beats, right? Right. They go, you know what? We like this fucking beat. Let's go with that. What I do then is like, then after that one ends, I go write something, and then the next week we go listen to new beats. They pick a new beat, and then I record. The, I do the song of the week, which is the beat they picked from last week. Right. So Yeah, I love that, man. I it, Going live is, you know, I think in the last year, a lot of people have done it, but the fact of the matter is it's been around for a while, but now it's great to see so many people actually utilizing these apps for really what they're made for to interact with each other, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I know, man. How's the last beer? How's the last year been for you, man? How was twenty twenty? You make it through? Yeah, probably the best year of my life. No, I'm Some people it was. You released a lot of music. Yeah, I did. I got to work on, I think, being able to focus in. I was already focused in, I ain't gonna lie. It's not like, oh, God, I was able to really go in. Yeah. But I felt like I was able to experiment a little bit more. I had so much free time, so it was like, what else is there to do, right? I can sit there and write as many songs as I want. You right. Know what I mean? Practice and work on things, research hella shit. Yeah. It was like, you just have a little bit more time to, like, you know, go a little bit harder. And then some days you don't do shit, because you also need Yeah. <laughs> I miss going out and just talking and meeting people and things like that. So that sucked. Yeah. Like being trapped in a wall, like I, four walls around me, I'm like fucking going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. That's why like my lives actually were helping me because it was almost like therapy. So I'm like, oh my god, there's people that can just listen to me just ramble on for hours. Yeah, so, dude. I same thing happened for me in 2020. I took the podcast to another level. I was able to focus in and. You know, I, I really like to do interviews in person. Obviously, it's a little more fun, and it's my thing too, bro. Like, I like to hang out with people and then do the podcast. But now, I've interviewed people from all over the world, different time zones, and I've really expanded my footprint, which has been great too. So, I feel yeah, you on that, bro. I've been watching your growth. Even from when you, I remember when you first started it, uh, 
Yeah. It's cool to see. And I see your numbers going up, too, which is fantastic. So that's what we always love. We always love seeing that grow. Dude, you know how it is. It's a long game. And, and it's tough. I, we we both know sometimes it's only you in your corner, and that's when it's like the easiest to say I'm done. Nobody cares anyway, right? But that's when you have to keep going. You think no one cares anyways? Because you feel that like if there's only five people watching, it don't mean anything. Like for me, what I really try to focus on now is like these little W's, so I call them. Right? My girl was telling me like you know you need to like actually smell the roses, right? Like yeah. some, for example, I had a song that just passed 150,000 streams. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of like, uh, all right, maybe the shit I am doing is working. It's just not going at the rate I want, and we're impatient motherfuckers. So. For sure. And I have so many questions for you because, you know, usually I interview people that are DJs and producers release on labels. And my eyes fit why I have so much respect for you is because you're self-made, bro. Like... <laughs> You put it all out. You create all your content. You, I guarantee you've hustled all your live shows. Like I guarantee you're involved in the studio, the whole process. And I think that's like an extremely admirable thing, man. Are you, you're doing everything on your own. You got a manager or any agents yeah, or anything? So, so, yeah, so really, I, I, so I, it's crazy. First time ever, this is kind of crazy. kind of goes my backstory. So like, yeah. I used to always write. Like, always, I've been writing since high school. Whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it was good though because my music was shit and I was still trying to get good at shit. Uh, <laughs> but it was never the real deal. Even in IG when I dropped like a little project, which I'll talk about, which is it's funny to look back at. But like, still, I was like in someone's basement that was just a student, like learning engineering, you know, at the uh, music school. So, yeah. Like, it's always been that type of shit. Um, but when I first came to Atlanta, there was a guy from Iggy, um, uh, his name's Juice, and my sister knew him. Yeah. Like an hour, so when I book like a four hour session, I knock out like three to four songs and we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. I write, I knocked out like 10, 12 songs. Shit! Yeah. <laughs> You grinded though, right? Yeah, and he was like expecting like a bigger nigga, like so kind of. He, he almost like a little bit more like like when I came out, he was shocked. He was like, "Wait, that's what we're doing?" <laughs> yeah. So he was sold. He's like, "That's something different, right?" And I was yeah. Like, so we had our conversations to build a relationship, which is good. Which I've had. Um, I mean, we we talk all the time. We work on things, so it's a very collaborative effort. It's not right. like a, it's not like I'm under him or he's under me. Like team game. Then whatever's approved, we go to the studio because just because it sounds good 
Right. It's weird, but sometimes live can sound better than what's in the studio. So then we go to True. the studio, book like a four-hour session. Uh, shout out to my boy Knox, the like best engineer in uh, Atlanta. He's fire. But, yeah. Uh, I, we go there. I normally rip out like three or four songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good process. I feel like, in, especially over the past like year or so, I mean, you've really, really cleaned up your process, man. Like when I went through your discography and looked at all your old things, and like I remember back in the day, bro. Like you've been a hustler since day one, seriously. So like real, real recognize real on that. And I want to get into your music here, but I want to I want to backtrack because you have a great story. You've been on a long road. For those that don't know, we met in college, and uh, we my senior year we were performing together. I was DJing, you were performing, and those were fun days, man. But you know, I, I knew you on a personal level, and I had a lot of admiration for you. But tell me about like when music first came into your life, when you first started rapping and writing lyrics. Yeah. I do remember growing up, you know, I really loved, like, full music. Like, music made me feel something, you know what I mean? I'm not a very emotional, well, I guess, like, empath type of thing. I'm not, like, real in my feels like that. Right. But music can get you like that. It's yeah. So I used to remember one of the biggest things that really got me into it was I used to always, and I still do it to this day, but I'd be in the shower or something, music comes on, I would just beatbox. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, and I remember, I remember the first album I ever bought. It was at Walmart. It was the Big Fiasco Food and Liquor, which is fire. Classic. I love that shit. Yeah. I didn't get, the funny thing is, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> I just saw the, uh, I saw the, the cover art. And I was like, that looks dope. Marketing 101. <laughs> and I think that kind of led me down the path. Like, I already been listening to some stuff because my sister, you know, listened to hip hop as well. She's older than me, so I was already kind of involved in it. Right. <laughs> it's like the music, like not super religious, but just the music itself. Soulful. The vocals, you're like, bro, you can sit there and just melt. But <laughs> so that kind of really kind of progressed me. And then, you know, rapping came, it kind of came cool. You know, I started freestyling in high school. Yeah, what was this? Was like 2007 through 2010 type era? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. So I mean, freestyling, right around freshman year, was like 2008, I'm freestyling a little bit. Yeah. Vic, weren't you a science major? Am I remembering that right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was. So, um, yeah, so, like, it's like the last week, and I had been, like, I already knew I liked time. I was good at chemistry, so I was like, whatever, right? So I remember one day at class, it was uh, Mac Miller, uh, I think Donald Trump's song. Uh, one of the best. Of course, you gotta hide it. I was a rebel, but I started writing, bro, and I just wrote it like kind of a freestyle. Of course, it was very bar heavy, and I was like, yo, that's cool. And so I performed, like I performed for some people, some you know people liked it. So then I went on like this rampage of just fucking writing, writing, writing. I don't have the papers anymore, but I used to have just papers. There wasn't, I didn't have. 
As much room as possible. Yeah, no holes on the side. None of that perforated shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably wasn't the best approach. Now I do everything on my notes just because it's much faster. But sure. yeah, I kind of did that for a little bit. Start recording some shit on YouTube because you can still find it. You really have to go deep to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you find it, good for you. Uh, and so <laughs> I really, that really kind of pushed me to it. Then when I got to college, you know, I kind of took it a little bit more serious. Right. Um, You know, did you have any mentors? Like, I mean, you were who were you, no. you weren't hanging around anybody that was rapping. No, it was just me, myself, and I, bro. Right, bro. I, in there. I bought all this um, stuff from my like at IU in my base. I don't know if you ever. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, in there I had like my studio monitors. I had like my MIDI. I had all you know, computer, everything set up, and that's where I was writing. Right. And I, and I would go up and like perform for like my roommates and shit, but like, what do you think? What's your thoughts? <laughs> Right. And because of that, like it was good practice and whatnot, but because of that, it's still didn't get to where it was. Where it was, and I also feel like really my music really started to take it to another level. Was I was super clever and bar heavy. Like if you think of like um, battle raps and shit like that. Right. Like, that's how I used to rock. Uh, right. Uh, right. Punchline cool. type stuff. Right. Which is cool, right? But once I came here, it became a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. And so I Right. We're sticks up on here like, God damn. So <laughs> I think it was more of a, a change of like, instead of just rapping cool, like rapping clever shit, it was more like I'm rapping about like my life and shit. So right. That's kind of the transition. And then in there, I had these freestyles, which kind of blew me up a little bit on Facebook. So mm-hmm. I, I remember those. Yeah, like who were you? Who were you listening to at that point, though? Because you went from this freestyle rapper, basically, right, to starting to tell a story. I mean, you, I mean, if we can compare it to a rapper, like, I mean, I guess if I just think about it, like Slim Shady, right, and Eminem, you you start on the street, then you know that like I'm good at this, but I have to perfect this craft, but I still want to be who I am and continue to get better and better, right? I mean, who like who were you thinking? Okay, I need to go this direction, this direction. Right. You like J. Cole too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J. Cole, Kendrick, you know, of course. all that shit. That's what, that's kind of Big Sean. All of that was very, like, my lane. So I was very lyrical. I just wasn't good enough yet to, to make it personal or even not personal, but I could tell a story. Because there's songs I've written which haven't been out, but, like, it's not necessarily me. Right. Somebody's got to tell it. Do that. 
No. You're partying. <laughs> you were partying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that though, man. And then you, you rebranded because you used to be Ficky Fresh. Then you became yeah. Ficky. 2017, we see your first release. And before I even talk about this, right now, bro, I want to talk about the end of the story we're at right now. You're sitting at 2020, 200,000 plus streams, 21,000 listeners. You got 12,000 solid Spotify listeners a month. That's why I got respect for you, bro, because those are all real. That's all earned. These are people that come back. These are people that listen in the first place. Hearted. Like, you figured it out. So, mad love, mad respect there, bro. But let's go back to 2017. First single they want. Tell me about before this happened, when you rebranded, when you decided this is going to be the first single. What was going on in your life at that point? Yeah, so it kind of going off of what we said, like that transition from the freestyle to this. Right. I felt like, so, side note, people still call me Figgy Fresh. My manager calls me Figgy Fresh. <laughs> it's right? good. I thought it was a good name. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's not like as a person, like, I love a good party fresh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I felt like to, to transition, I kind of want to be a little bit more serious, right? Yeah. And so I just kind of, well, actually, I wasn't even sure what to do. I was like, should I do my real name? I kind of don't like my first name, Justin. Yeah. Some people do, whatever. I've heard people say, yo, Justin, fix the fire name. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Vicky's what it is. <laughs> okay. So I went through and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to change it to. And yeah. Party. Right, right. Um, and it's unique. You're like, what the hell is that, right? What's a, I literally keep like, what's a figgy? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that was, uh, that's kind of how that went through. And then really the day one was like my first, so remember that session I said where I like ran through and did a whole bunch of songs? Right. Right. Day one was from that. And so we put that out. What was actually going to happen was, and again, this was like before my manager became my manager. I was literally going to drop a song a week because everything was ready to go. Yeah. Right. I really remember Sneakerhead, you like did like a launch for it. Like it wasn't just like, hey, I released a song today. Like you had yeah, yeah, yeah. artwork, presentation, pre-promotion, pros, post-promotion, support. So I could tell like you were stepping your game up, which is yeah, like, a tough thing to do as an artist too because it's a lot of extra work. We want to just make the music, release the music. Dude, money too. yeah, but it's evolve or die these days, right? And I feel like you've learned that probably better than most. No. Graduating, they say, do this, do that, do that, and you're good. You know what I mean? It's not something that's a little bit more streamlined like other industries. Right. So you're just like, 
Yeah, it is. Yep. And you're like, well, let's do this, let's do that. And then yep. you see something that you did before and now become like bad. For example, playlisting. I don't do playlisting. Why? Because I can't prove if they're real, if there's bots, you know. Yeah. such a difficult process for any artists out there that are gonna hear this that's probably some of the toughest advice that you need to hear is like real fans over big numbers because that will eventually come in my eyes Vic I think we live in such a saturated world right now and especially in the music industry right there's millions of rappers there's millions of producers there's millions of podcasters Yeah, exactly, bro. Now you know how I feel with the DJs, bro. It's, yeah, you you came you came before that shit too, so it's been crazy. But that's the thing is most people won't last. So if you think about real fans and saturation, who do people trust these days? They don't trust the internet. They don't trust Facebook unless it's targeted like you do, which is very smart. They trust word of mouth from your friends. So if I'm a huge Ficky fan, right? I love all your tracks, but I love Sneakerheads, for example. What is, gonna, what is it going to take for me to share that song with someone that I think is going to like it, right? And then I'm going to talk you up, and I'm going to say, I love this guy. It's awesome. Let's go to his show when he comes in town. Then the hype starts to build. People really trust. We're going back to the 1950s, man. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Like... No, you can't. It's tough. I can do an ad that sent to one person, right? And it costs 10 cents to go to that one person. Right. One person tells 50 people in the group, and it's like, well, then how? You know what I mean? So totally. It is what it is. We trust. We don't trust a stranger. I'm coming to your screen and being like for an ad or anything like that, right? And being like, hey, look at me. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. I want to take time out of my day. Yeah. Yep. So you're at least gonna take listen to what they have to say, right? Yeah, it's sales. And then, and then exponentially, it just goes like that. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how it, it's really like a math equation if you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it is. You know, look at a exponential growth. There's all that word of mouth, when all, really all your forms of you know content, wherever the hell it's at, right? Oh, absolutely. True. You're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, man, it's it's so true. It's 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 basically long tail marketing, right? Like if you find your niche audience and if you start small right at the very end, like it's not as many people, but if I make it specific enough and it makes an impact, then it'll continue to grow and grow and grow. And that's what you're talking about with that exclusivity. People want to get in, they want to know what the hell is going on at the end of this fucking graph, right? Exactly, yeah. Fucking knowledge bombs right now for the people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. 
But, so, like you said, 20, 2017, 2018, and 2019, you're grinding, obviously. We have a little bit of laps and releases. Still yeah. great music, though. I want to talk about this track, Journey Home, because it was the name of your album, right? But it came out in 2019. The wordplay in this one, I could tell, like, you stepped it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was transitioning out, I'm like, I'm not doing like bar heavy songs anymore. Like, I need to focus on building this skill because I know that skill's there. And then my sister and manager and my girl are like, bro, we need just like one bar heavy song. And so I was like, I bet. <laughs> I, I just made a song. The funny thing is, I wrote this to another beat, right? And so how this kind of works is sometimes I'll get beats and whatnot. I don't. I used to purchase them right away, right? Get them, write to them, record. Waste a lot of money in essence, right? Because what happens is a lot of that doesn't come out. Right. What happens is, if I like the beat, yeah, I write to it, perform it. If it's good, record it, and then if it's good, record it and purchase the beat. Right. right. So, um, I did that for a song, and the beat got sold exclusive to someone else. Right. So I lost it, bro. Damn it. I find a diamond. And oh well, no, a needle in the haystack. There we go. <laughs> But so that's deep. We got somebody, uh, somebody asked a question, I think. Wow. Goofy Latina, this is a fan of mine. This is a good question, actually. Where do you see yourself five years from now, Vicky? Let's go. Wait, why Madison Square? Why New York City? You're from Indiana, bro. You live in Atlanta. <laughs>
That's a good answer. Love that. It's the passion. Let's make the passion make money so I can live off doing my passion. That's where I see myself in five years. And that's going to be selling out some great shows. You know what I mean? So that's really what I want. I want a hardcore fan base. Um, People that I love, that I support. I love those interactions. I do that even now with my small fan base I have now. Yeah. Anything that is this times 10, that's where I see myself in five years. That is great. Bro, that was a great answer. See, and that's why I like these Instagram lives, man, because I didn't have that question. Thank you, Goofy Latina, for asking that. Yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> was a great question. Uh, okay, so Journey Home, great track. Love it, and also it makes sense in the beat now, too. Lotto, I want to talk about this track real quick because in so many famous songs... Some of the most famous parts aren't actually like lyrics and stuff. If you think about like a Hey Jude by the Beatles, nah, 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 and all that sort of shit, right? Like we could go on and on. When you did A Money, A Money, like, dude, can you do it first really quick? Because it's so sick. Yeah, dude, it's just like, I love it. And it's just something that like you, you hadn't done. I don't know. It just seemed like in Lotto, you had a lot of fun with it. Right. You know what I mean? Or something that, like, I always try to think that. I'm like, what can be unique that you hear that and you're like, let me go back. Right. You can't, it's hard. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And you can't always do it in all songs. You know, it's part of the creative process. You got to figure things out. Yeah. But when you've got that one thing, you got to roll with it. True. You know I mean? And so I, I love, that's the things I love about music. Like, because I think of music in, like, layers. Like, yeah. all the sounds, all that shit. Like, I'm really hearing those different aspects of creativity behind it. I like almost break the Yeah. Yeah, like even a catchy grits, that's really what it is. It's a bridge. That catchy grits shit and all that. So if we think about it, like if we look at uh, Cardi B just dropped a song called uh, Up. If it's oh, up, it's up, yeah. Right? And there's a line that goes, broke, broke niggas don't deserve pussy. And then you hear the like callback of like girls in the back and they go, you know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't do it. Like she didn't say that line. Nope. True. That's that creative shit that's like awesome. So I love that shit. I love shit like that. Yeah, me too, man. I me too.
I, you know what? You got to give credit to Cardi B. I mean, she is just like, she's gone on a terror. You can't hate. Totally. That's why things like this, lives, all that stuff, like, I'm, it's all about that personal connection, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean, like, we have to talk about, you know, necessarily the in and outs of our full day and whatnot, but it's, you know, that that ability where you can look at me and see yourself. Personal brand. That is my number one thing, bro, and that's why I felt, like, a little hesitant to really be myself over the past, like, over the past couple of years, it's been a growing thing for me. But when we were in college, man, like, I wasn't, maybe on the inside and maybe to some people, that wasn't really who I was fully. And over the past couple of years, I've really taken into the fact that you can't be happy until you accept who you are. And I want to be a podcaster, bro. You know what I mean? And, like, hearing my own voice and, and people making fun of me for things in my past always got in my way. And I've been the happiest I've ever been, man, since I started doing this. And That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear because it really is, and it's a, it's a daily thing. You have to be like... Every day. Who am I? You know what? It's actually, I'm kind of in this kind of thing right now. Yeah. It's like, I ask myself, what makes me unique? And right. And that question is so fucking hard because you know this thing is okay. Like, we all think <laughs> like we have a uh, you know, commonalities with people, and so we have to think, like, what makes... What about me? Yep. Yeah. It's, once you see the growth, or you look back, right? You look, I look back a year, even from today, and I'm like, damn, okay. Like, I see some things. Yeah. Like, and as a person, you know what I mean? And so it's really kind of just letting that time and just consistently working on yourself mm-hmm. that allows you to kind of, like, naturally build that person. Right? It's years in the making, though, right? It hasn't just happened over the past year. It takes a year to yeah. start making that deal with yourself. I'm going to do me. You do have to commit to it. Yeah, you have to be like, this is me, and this is who I'm going to be. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier than others. Like, on this live, I'm feeling pretty me. There's other times where it's like, if there's other big heads in the room or something, it's like, oh, man, you get a little reserved. Like, right. Now, yeah. you're not a big head, this podcast guy I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, I feel you. Sometimes you're like, you know, you start to think, like, oh, all these people on me, all these eyes. Put on a mask. Bro, and and can we just talk about how many great hairstyles you've had, though? I mean, I love this one right now, though. This is probably your best. Day one, Fig. If we're talking aesthetics, though, like, uh, yeah, this is definitely better. Yeah, I, it, it does get cut a little bit because points, you know what? I don't get as much as I need to. It Bro, does. it's like Carlito. You remember? You remember? Yeah, look at that. Bro, it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of a Caribbean vibe. Like you look like uh like Carlito. I don't know. He was a WWE wrestler. He was like a pretty boy. I loved it. I think you look. You look great. You look great. 
Yeah. Keep your swag going, bro. So you just mentioned somebody like Cardi B, who doesn't really release albums. You came out in 2020. We had Chapters, which, by the way, Chapters and Haterade, bangers. Absolutely. And Chapters is incredible. Haterade, really impressive. But it led up to Journey Home. Why did you decide to release this album, which did have some of your singles on there, but you'd been releasing singles, 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 and then you put out this 8-track album. What led you to that? Yeah, so it's really about, and, and it, was, it was, so it was single, single, single album, and then single, single, single. Oh, okay. And, no, no, which is, which is fine. Your order is correct. So it was, it was Journey Home last February. Right. And then Chapters came out in, was it last February? God, I don't even know. It was a while back, and then I dropped <laughs> single, 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 and that's basically a marketing aspect, right? Okay. So Right, gotcha. And then start to build up. Right. right. Which I've had done. Another thing is, if you drop four songs, you have to think about, in essence, do I want to spread out promotion? Right? Do I need to, do I want to put it all on song one mm. and then go two, three, four? Or do I want to split evenly against four? Right. You need a little bit more money. So, realistically, this is the best way, right? Because albums are not, albums are great if you have a fan base. No one cares about an album anymore, right? Yeah. They do when you, they get tired of singing. Right. Because the album will last a little bit longer in most cases. Right. Good point. So, until I have that, what you have to do is you put a song out, target an audience, build that, boom. It, hits, it lets Spotify do its thing. Spotify will reward it if it's a good song, right? Okay. Drop another song. Once it's kind of fallen off those playlists or whatever, right? Yeah.
Bro, listen to you. This is incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've been doing it for like a long time. It's a great skill. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is cool. It's uh, it's not the easiest, but I like kind of fuck Facebook, kind of for some other reasons. But like Facebook ads, that no, there's no ad platform on any other social media that can come even close. Yeah, I agree. Not even close. It's insane. Game over. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of my thought process. It wasn't like, oh, I'm done with albums. It's more like we have to think strategically. Right. Being independent, being, you know, lower tier, you have to think what is the best way we can make our money spread to grow, right? Hmm. Because if I have 100K, shit, I'll drop out. I can promote everything. Right. I can do it for all of them. I can do whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about scaling within, uh, you know, I mean, if you just look at it like a graph, right? Like money, like basically product, how much money can I put into my product, right? And then exactly. you, you can only go so high. That is that is really, really good advice. I'm going to share that clip, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's the best. A Facebook ads, I'm telling you. I, I tell my other rapper friends they haven't really gotten on this much. Well, it's tough. It's tough to figure out. It's a little intimidating, isn't it? I've done so many courses. I've done. I've, I know it now. Kind of like the back of my hand a little bit. But, like, it's, yeah, it, it's not something you just hop in there and go, oh, I got it. Like, people will say, like, I know we're getting a little off track, but, like, even if you post something on Instagram and you hit that promote button, that's completely different compared to what you do on the actual Facebook ad platform. So true. Right. It's just like the details you have behind it. You can really, because the whole point, like you said, you find that niche, right? You build, right? That's kind of hard, but that's where you do it from. You, you can tell from the data who fucking likes it or doesn't. Yeah. You get rid of people that don't, keep the people that do, and retry again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Zuck, the, yeah, he's one of the people watching right now. <laughs> I love it, bro. I want to ask about one track that I love the most off the album, uh, Illuminati. I think it's, I think it got the most streams. Why, why do you think this one's done so well? What went into this track? What makes it so special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I loved it.
Yep. Yeah. Right? You can still have some personal stuff in there, which is like chapters and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's like, if you're having a pool party, whatever you turn it, right? It could be club. It could be more that, like, just fun, kind of chill type stuff. Yeah. That's what, like, my vibe is. So, for that, I want shit catchy. I'm at shit. I'm at the fucking pool with a drink in my hand. I'm just, you know, all, all I know is the lyrics, to the, uh, the lyrics to the hook of a song, right? And obviously, if you, that gets them in, and then if you like the artist, you actually hear what the fuck is saying. You're like, oh, hmm. It is. Bro, you got my eye. You got my fucking brain moving right now. We could get you. We could. I could easily take some of your rap tracks, process those, dub them, or keep it fresh and have you do something new, fresh. I said it. Sorry, Picky Fresh. No, it's all good, bro. Have you thought about going into other genres, like to collaborate? Like, you haven't done any collaborations, have you? Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, last year, last year, my goal was collaboration. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, before COVID, me and my girl, and then Manny's talking about, like, this year, let's do, let's do some collaboration. Definitely. COVID happened, things kind of... Not possible. Right. Hard to do. Yeah. So, um, I, so that kind of went away, but we're, we're getting back to that, right? Okay. So, I am a collaboration. Um, if I fuck with a person, I'm like, yo, we vibe, we'll do it. But I'm also, man, like, I, I now view my skill as, like, you know, nothing's free. So, you know, Fair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. a lot of different type of artists and you you gave probably the most real artist response which is like I've got my craft I want to perfect it I'm more than happy to collaborate with people it fits the vibe but I don't want to have to feel like I need to use someone to grow my following or grow my brand when it's about the music to me first right Yeah. So why, why, so what is the difference from here? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, thinking, as soon as I work with 
Right. So I have to be happy that it's on that. Mm. So that's that's kind of, it's just like anything else, you know what I mean? You got to vet, I got to make sure everything aligns and that moving forward, it also works as well, you know? So that's it. It's not Love like, it. For sure. I love that, man. no fucking manual for this. I would love one. So people out there with great advice, but there's no manual on it. You kind of just have to play with Yeah. So true, bro. So true. So I got a few questions left, but I want to ask you real quick, your most recent track, Little Bit. This line right here, life's a bitch and she ain't got no sex appeal. Is this your tone for 2021, bro? <laughs> yes, it is, bro. Yo, that, like... That type of shit, like, I love that. Yeah, that's the shit I fuck with too, man. I yeah. That's a Travis Scott line or some shit, man. Like, I was like, damn. Yeah, so sick. That, so, again, that comes back to just like how I've always been. I've always kind of thought of things like that. I was trying to drop those in there, even back to like day one. There was a line that people used to always fuck with. It's like, I'm not broke, I'm just living free rich. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love dropping those clever. <laughs> Yeah. It's literally about like, yo, life is like, life is a bitch sometimes. It fucking sucks. So you have to live it up. You know what I mean? Yep. And so it, it, it's still, back back in the day, I would just drop those kind of clever lines that wouldn't, co- like, it wouldn't tell a story. So now you can see it's like, no, that fits right into the thing. But yeah, that's the shit that gets me hyped as fuck. When I write that shit, are you done? I'm like, goddamn, I'm a fucking genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are, you are a legend for that, man. So, something you've actually explained a lot throughout this conversation is your branding and promotion. There's a lot of self-made artists out there that think they need management, that think they need help. At what point, obviously, you talked about your story with management. You know a lot of the rappers, you know a lot of the musicians out there. Do you think there's a level you need to be at? How long can you do this on your own? Right. You have to have income coming in to go out, right? So you're going to be putting shit in and you're not going to get an ROI, a positive ROI. Right.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is it, yeah. when you were the one who helped you succeed, when you were the one who got you over the goal line, when you were the one who wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Can I say it? But he saw you, right? Like you said, you didn't go looking. So that's the thing too. Sounded good in the sentence, yep.
Yeah. I love that, man. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, when you think about getting other people to help you, the music industry is an economy. And we have to help give back to it, right? Like, if you do it all on your own, yeah, it's, like, great learning experience and stuff. But there are people who are better at it that want to help you. And, like, that's why I think it's important. I, dude, I've had a day job this whole fucking time, bro. So I feel you. Yep. And then maybe you can pass something else on. It's, it, again, no fucking rule book, but it's just kind of figuring your shit out. You know what I mean? I love and that, man. The more people can help. Because, again, you have to think as a business. What business has one person running it? None. Even a startup. You basically start up to one person. Yeah. That's a great comparison. If I want to get to the level of Drake, you know what Drake has on his team? Probably 50 people. Absolutely. So why would you think the same way? Obviously, you can't get as many as that, but it's, it's when the opportunity arises, you need to be open to be like, yo, let me grow with them. Let them take this on, you know, whatever it may be. Even yeah. It may not be the best quality yet. Bro, if you can grow with someone, even for free, you know what I mean? Y'all build a real relationship, boom, like. That's it. And that's when it's fun. That's when it's fun, man. When you're when you're in when you're in the room with the people you love and you're surrounded by good energy, everybody that wants to help each other. This has been real inspiring shit tonight, bro. I love it. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Dude, so what's what's going on with you the rest of the year? When's the next track? What can we expect? So a little bit just dropped. So yep. I'm gonna promote that probably for like two months, I guess. Okay. I to be honest with you, I don't know if that's something. How many you got in the piggy bank then? A hundred? Mm. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we go to the studio, we record it, and then now it's like, for example, I have a playlist just for me. It's all my roughs. I mean, listen to all the time. There's some, I'm telling you, some crazy shit on there, but we're just waiting for the right time to drop. But yeah, I've got plenty. Not having music is not what I. Yeah, no, that's not your thing. Bro, you gotta you gotta drop like a Dat Piv mixtape. You remember, uh, you remember that back in the day? Yes! So, for my unhooked, I've actually had people ask, like, yo, just drop a unhooked project. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be cool. I might. Hey, so it's funny, Haterade was actually created from unhooked. They picked that beat one week. It was like maybe my week six or seven or something like that. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Unhooked's been fantastic, so it's helping me write, like, fires, you know, keep making new shit and be creative, because also with 
Yeah. You're a little more creative. Right. Compared to when uh, a big producer sends me something, I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta kill this shit. I gotta you overthink it almost. Yeah, you're like, oh, fuck, what is this? <laughs> Compared to this, I'm just like, fuck it, what am I feeling? You know right, what I mean? right, right, right. Right, right. Sometimes it's hearing what people say, so like Haterade, no, not Haterade, a little bit, it was, my sister actually said the, like, the chorus, like, it was just a regular conversation one day, like, we were chilling with some people, she was like, sometimes you gotta smoke a little bit and drink a little bit. Yeah. I literally said, hold that, hold that shit, <laughs> went into my room, locked myself in my room for like two to three hours, wrote that song, you know what I mean? It's so, good, it's relatable, yeah. It's like, Right. Sometimes I'll do some fucking research. I'll find shit on Twitter and I'm like, you know, that's kind of cool. And once I have that, I'll fucking just go. Because I'm I'm always about, there's a book that's great called Great Artist Steal, I think, right? I'm all about that because it's instant. Yeah, nothing is original. Well, it isn't. Bro, I got got it right here in front of me. I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. Nothing comes from nothing. It comes from yeah. this and that, and you make it your own. That's life. So that's what I do. I may not take a word for word, but I'll take it and I'll put my spin on it, and we'll fucking ride with it. So that's that part is really fucking fun. Really fucking fun. So I love it, man. I love yeah. it, bro. It has been so much fun catching up with you. I just want to say again how much mad love and respect I got for you and the grind and like. The hip-hop scene in Atlanta is world-renowned. So the fact that you're trying to make it there, like, I'm in Chicago trying to make it as a house DJ in the house capital of the world. You're in Atlanta trying to make it as a, as a rapper in the hip-hop capital of the world. So I see you, bro. The good thing is we are in the places of the most opportunity. Right at the epicenter, baby. And you know what? In the heart of the saturation means that there's that more talented people. So I've chosen collaboration over competition, and that's what the podcast has given me, the ability to network, to hang out, to develop new friendship, bro. Like Some of the people we were frat brothers with, I ain't talked to them in years, and I couldn't be happier about that because I've replaced them with people who love music. And that's what life is all about to me, man. Like just. Way different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I Mean, we're good, you know? Right. Like, that's what you have to have. And it doesn't have to be a manager. It can be a friend. It can be anything. You got to really allow those people to come to you and whatnot. You know, that law of attraction, in essence, right? Yeah. Like, you are the sign's k
Yeah. Fact, man. Fact. Like, you, you need people in your corner. It's plain and simple. And you got to be in their corner, too. That's kind of the thing. <laughs> That's the truth. I love that though. Good for you. Life's about relationships, man. That's the essence of this conversation, Peggy. Yeah, I mean, it is. I thought that shit, I was like, God damn, I would have probably did a lot of shit different earlier on. But you know what, it is what it is, you know what I mean? But I'm glad that you were able to share your story today, man. And for anybody that watches this afterwards, I hope that they got something from this. There's a lot of great advice in there. You don't have to be, even people in the music industry, to to basically have a profound impact on what you just said, bro. I'm I'm inspired right now. I'm going to do go, go do something that's going to help my future right now. Yeah, I got you going, bro. I got, dude, It's this has been so much fun. I mean, <laughs> dude, I'm a, I'm a preacher too, bro. It's been awesome connecting with you again. And yeah, dude, of course, when things, when things, uh, when things calm down, I got some good friends that actually just moved to Atlanta, so I'll be down there sometime. And if you're ever in Chicago, you know who to hit up, bro. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm trying to definitely travel more. So especially now I know that there may be a time. There was a time when we couldn't travel. You know what I mean? So Hopefully we're on the other side of this thing, my man. But stay safe out there. And um, thank you again for coming on. This has been a blast. Thanks to everybody that's been watching. Anytime you need me for anything, just let me know, bro. I'm going to hit you up, bro. I got some ideas cooking after this conversation, for real. All right, Vicky. Have a good one, bro. Great to see you. I'll talk to you soon. Peace, homie.